Markets pulled back a little bit today as they digested the job openings report. So let's jump in here and take a look at what is going on and what's happening. So the Dow finished down just about a half a percent, little or a little more than half a percent. S&P, same thing. NASDAQ, same thing, pretty much across the board after some nice up days recently. And the report that kind of stumped the market a little bit was the job openings report. It did drop below 10 million the first uh First time since you know 2021, uh, but it's still 9.9 .9 million open jobs. So uh, it's showing that there's very little progress has been made in terms of correcting the labor market, and that's just one area of the economy the Fed's going to have a very difficult time affecting. There's just still way too many jobs and not enough people putting pressure on employers to have to pay more wages, keeping costs up, and things like that. And with oil uh, going up, that's probably going to put pressure on gas prices. And like the video we said yesterday, it's just going to you know, continue to be difficult for the Fed uh, in terms of their inflation fight. So the market losses followed the latest job openings report in February. The number of available positions dropped below 10 million for the first time in nearly two years, a sign that the once hot labor market uh, supporting the economy is starting to slow. There's still plenty of job openings relative to the unemployed, said Ed Yardini, president of Yardini Research. The market is very sensitive to any minor change in that direction that they don't want to see. So, uh, you know, resilient is a good word. Senior marketing director at Evercore said the bottom line is the economic forward looking backdrop continues to soften even as present conditions remain strong. So, you know, what's happening is the economy is still very strong out there, but companies are struggling. Uh, they're having to lay off. They're having to cut back. Even Google talking about cutting back on scotch tape and uh, staplers and just office supplies and things like that. Uh, companies are going to have a hard time maintaining earnings. Uh, but at the same time, people are still spending. The economy is still humming along. Uh, the labor market is still tough. Prices are still high. So it's a very unique time in the market and the economy right now. Uh, in other news, President Trump, uh, that's all over the news today. Um, had the indictment read and uh, pled not guilty. So this has all been pushed off till December. So we'll have to continue to monitor that situation. A lot going on there. A lot of eyes on that story today and all over the news. So let's go ahead and jump in the charts here. This, this is the Dow right here with that little pullback today. So will we see continuation to test this low range? Uh, or is this just a little profit taking before continuation to the upside to test the upper range. And that's kind of what we're looking at is uh, with all of the inde indexes right now, they've basically been consolidating sideways uh, since about really September of last year. The markets have not really gained any ground. At least the S&P has not. The NASDAQ has not either since that August high. Same thing with Dow Jones uh, equaling the, you know, the August high. And then the VIX had a little bit of a pop today, but uh, reversed course as the markets kind of gained ground. They were down a little bit more, more earlier in the day. The Dixie is testing the bottom range. It looks like it wants to test that 100 level. And the last time it was at that level was in February when the markets had their last high. So uh, is this going to be a reversal, a W reversal pattern for the dollar and come back up and test these upper ranges? If that happens, then you can expect markets to uh, react uh, accordingly and sell off. Uh, the two-year kind of ranging here, a little bit of a drop today. Same thing with the 10-year, testing the bottom range that it's it's been since 
really January of this year at that 3.345 level, the two year at the 3.82 level and oil. Let's see where oil is today. Oil at the $80 level, testing the upper level of this range that it's been in since November of last year. So quite a bit going on there. Let's take a look at Bitcoin. Uh, markets, again, just kind of consolidating, digesting, waiting for more economic data, and really the Fed, which they don't meet until May. So we have the whole month of April to get through where markets can, you know, kind of range and, and trade in these ranges here until the Fed raises rates again, which they are most likely to do, especially with the jobs reports the, that are coming out, still showing the labor market hum, humming along, coming in hot, and with inflation uh, reports that will most likely be equal to or greater than what we've seen. Uh, in recent past, the Fed will most likely hike rates again and then, uh, you know, maybe provide guidance that they're getting close to the end of the hiking cycle, but they're not going to reduce rates anytime soon. Markets have been pricing in and betting that the Fed is going to cut rates. So here's Bitcoin right here at the 28,200 level, uh, kind of testing the lower range of this uh, May 2022 level and consolidating, waiting for further guidance from traditional markets. So uh, what's interesting is if you take a look at Bitcoin on the weekly, it's still above the 200 week moving average right now, you know, basically finding support above that level. But when you look at the Gaussian channel, this is what's interesting. So finding support above the midline of the Gaussian channel right now. But last year at this time, March of 2022, Bitcoin popped above the midline of the Gaussian channel, found support on it, and then ultimately lost it on the weekly and then went down and that's where we looked at yesterday that from the top of that range to the very bottom it dropped 63% uh when it rejected so you know what does that look like if bitcoin were to do that uh not suggesting that it will but let's just see what that number is if it were to drop 63% from where it's at right now that would put bitcoin right around uh, $10,600. There's a lot of technical confluence, uh, you know, at that level going all the way back to 2019. Uh, that's the range that Bitcoin popped up from the bottom. Initial drop uh, back in 2009, went down, put a double bottom in, came back up to that 10,000 range, ultimately went down and sold off again during the pandemic. So there is some technical confluence for that 10,000 level. There are still some technical uh, analysis that would indicate that Bitcoin could potentially go down and test that level. Uh, and especially if something happens in the market. So, you know, like we saw yesterday with, you know, some rumors about CZ at Binance, uh, all it takes is just one little thing. Well, that's not a little thing. If Binance imploded, it would really only affect the U.S. If, if CZ were to get arrested, it would shut down Binance U.S. Uh, you know, Binance International would probably still continue. So, uh, but anyways, that would definitely spook the market if something happened with Tether, if traditional markets all of a sudden went into a tailspin, the Bitcoin is definitely going to go just like we saw in 2022, where it bottomed out at about 4,200. And uh, we saw in 2018 when it bottomed at 3,200. So, you know, Bitcoin can definitely hit those levels, but it also hit, you know, 64,000 afterwards and then ultimately 68. So it can definitely hit those levels as well. And if Bitcoin starts gaining, gaining traction, and uh, when the market reverses and we get back into bull market conditions, the Fed stops, maybe even starts to stimulate and Bitcoin goes on a tear and uh, breaches that 30,000 level, then it's definitely going to get back up here into the 40s. And, you know, if there's good support there, then it could go test these upper levels again and maybe move its way to 100,000. But that, you know, potentially is not going to happen anytime soon. It could, anything can happen, but the likelihood of that happening, especially given, you know, what's going on in the economy 
at a broad scale right now with, you know, different risks that are out there with, uh, you know, Binance and Tether, you know, on the other side of the coin. Uh, if you look at Dogecoin, um, you know, what it takes, you know, the, the way these markets move, Elon Musk posting a picture of Dogecoin on Twitter and Doge, Dogecoin pops when that happened, a uh, total of 36%. And now, of course, reversing, you know, back down again. So all it takes is just a little bit of news in these markets to really, you know, drive things. And when, you know, something is a penny or five cents, it doesn't take a whole lot of capital to move the price. So a lot of these investors uh, out there, market makers, investors, exchanges, uh, hedge funds that are in crypto uh, have a lot of fun moving the market, drawing the crowd in and, you know, pumping and dumping, you know, a lot of spoof, uh, you know, a lot of spoofing going on, wash trading, things like that. So then, you know, there's a lot of that stuff going on uh, that will drive these prices and keep them where they're at right now. So until that dust settles, uh, this just, you know, this area here, Bitcoin at the 20, uh, 28,000 level, you know, until it can clear that and get back up into the 30s, um, you know, the likelihood of a retest of at least the 20,000 level uh, is in the cards and then ultimately back down to this 15,000 level to see if that's going to hold. Uh, and, you know, again, depending on what's happening in the traditional markets, the economy as a whole, um, you know, Bitcoin is going to react accordingly. You know, severe situation, it's it's most likely going to crash just like everything else. You know, positive situation, it's going to climb exponentially faster than everything else, just like it did last time. Um, Ethereum sitting here, not quite to the $2,000 level. Uh, that's the next area, real main area for Ethereum to test to see if it can get above that. But again, Ethereum is doing just like Bitcoin. Everything's following traditional markets, XRP, consolidating in this upper range of about 50 cents. And uh, just like the rest of the altcoins, Cardano, Solana, Matic, uh, Polkadot, uh, Avalanche, you know, all of the price action looking pretty much the same in the altcoin market, looking pretty much the same in uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum. Uh, the total three, uh, the altcoin, you know, crypto total market cap, excluding Bitcoin and Ethereum. Same thing, just kind of consolidating in this range here. Hasn't really made up a whole lot of ground, uh, you know, since really going back to July of last year. And as we looked at in the charts earlier uh, with Bitcoin, uh, what the last two marches looked like, you know, price ended up dropping just like we showed with the Gaussian channel, about 60%. So uh, March can be a difficult month for cryptos and for Bitcoin, uh, as well as the markets. If we go back and let's take a look at the S&P right now, let's see where S&P was back in March, was another peak area of about 4,600 and ultimately went on after that for a drop of about initially 17%, had a bounce and another drop. But ultimately the low was about, well, before that big bounce right there in June, uh, it was 21%. So if the S&P were to drop 21% from this level here, let's see where that puts it. Uh, let's see where 21% will put it. Puts it back down around, hang on, let me turn this off here, bring this up. Let's see where 21% from this level. So 40, let's see, 21% drops it back down around 32, you know, 3,200-ish. And that brings it back down around these 2017, 2018, or 2020 lows, uh, where the market kind of consolidated a little bit there. So uh, these are the things I am looking at, and I will see you on the next video.